So welcome again to the Guild podcast. Uh, my name's Holly and I'm joined, of course, by Ian McKenzie. And today we've got Simon and Ben from the Esters. Ian, you've got a really great relationship with Simon and Ben, haven't you? Tell us a little bit more about them and the Esters. I can't tell you all about the relationship, but I can <laughs> tell you some part of it. What I can tell you is that Simon uh, Brown and Ben Marley are, both, are two very good friends of mine um, who I've known for a number of years. Uh, and I admire them both greatly, and we'll find out through the course of this today exactly why I do. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Simon, if that's okay. Sure. So um, we first met in London, I think it was, and we had we shared a glass of uh, of wine together, didn't we? We chatted about something or other. We did a glass of rosé, if I remember rightly. Exactly. I was, I was trying to keep the fact that it was rosé out of this, but thanks for that. Um, <laughs> And as soon as we met, we really struck a chord, didn't we? Because we absolutely had a common uh, theme, belief, culture, ethos, whatever the right word is, for customer care and customer experience. But before we talk about the Esters and exactly what it is that you do, tell us your background, tell us Sarah's background and how you actually started to or decided to form the Esters many years ago. I should be saying it was all it was all a perfectly planned out but um, like most good things it, it wasn't it sort of it sort of happened uh, in ad hoc fashion really um, so, so my, my perception of agents was probably very similar to, to most people's um, certainly it was sort of 15 years ago I thought it was a pretty easy gig if I'm really honest I thought you know as an agent if you're selling houses you basically stick a nice colorful for sale sign in the in the front garden you wait for an average about four weeks uh, and then you sell it. You take your 2% or 2.5% um, and you move on to the, to the next one. And Sarah, uh, who's my wife and is now uh, my business partner, she, at the time she was just getting back into work after the, the kids had started at school and she got a job with a, a local estate agent. And it was only when she came back uh, from her, her day's working there that I suddenly realized what a difficult job it was. Um, you know, the phrase spinning plates um, is sometimes used lightly, but it certainly isn't with, with estate agents. And the more and more I, I thought about it and the, the more stories she told me, I, I suddenly realized that agents were not getting the recognition that they deserved. And at the time there were other award schemes in the industry and financial services but they were all based on subjective views of judging panels. And I just came up with the idea of doing an award scheme, which was based on genuine customer feedback. And so that's how it started. And it's the same today. Obviously the technology has changed, but I used to go down, started off going down to the post office every afternoon with big boxes of um, paper questionnaires, which I used to post to estate agents. And they would then fill out their details they would then post them to their clients the clients would then post them back to us and we would manually sit there at our desks inputting the the data from the surveys obviously technology has changed and it's now all online um, and it was it was incredibly successful and and really just just through um, the demands of the agents it's turned into a fully fledged review platform because agents started saying to us, actually, this information that you're collecting for, for us is, is actually really, really useful. 
uh, obviously the internet um, developed and so it then went online and we are where we are today, you know, and I, as I said, it's not a perfect plan, but it just seems to have worked. But definitely talk about the platform in a minute because it is awesome. But I'm really, so what year did you set up the Esters? So that was 2003. 2003, okay. So Rightmove had been going for a couple of years. So there was there was the Tinternet and people were starting to to have a look online, right yeah. now. So, but yeah. it, it fascinates me. You say, and there it was and it was born, but I mean, to, to have an idea and turn it into... Let's face it, the Estes is the Oscars of the property property industry, isn't it? it, it so you is, sort, yeah. sort of belittle yourself by saying there it was formed, but how did you actually go about setting up a business, turning it from a concept and a dream to the biggest awards in the industry, effectively? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, previously to that, I'd, I'd run a, an event management agency in London, um, and we used to do corporate events. So for, the, for a lot of the banks, um, for some of the big publishers, we used to work for the Daily Express. And we used to organize a, some, a number of awards events for those companies. Um, but in, in those days, they would pay us uh, a management fee and they would effectively pay for the awards to be put on. So there was no real revenue stream. They weren't, they weren't profitable events. So that was the trick. You know, the trick was to to come up with a, a package which um, agents were happy to pay for because they were obviously getting recognition, but they were also getting access to the data that we were collating for them. Um, sponsorship, which is important and still is today. And thirdly, ticket revenue. So those were our three revenue streams. And it's just a question of, of, of balancing your costs against those revenue streams. And, and the one thing that we found is really important is, is to keep investing mm. in the event. I mean, you know, Ian, we, we, we hold it at the Grosvenor House, which is probably the most expensive uh, venue in Europe, probably, not just, not just the UK. We spend, a, well, the bill just for the trophies is £25,000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, and when you win one, as you well know, it feels like you you're holding something that's worth winning, you know. Yeah. So um, so that 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 was always our ethos. Keep investing in it. And, and by doing that, agents always wanted to come back. And then what we then did was we banded the the um, the categories. So we, it started off with estate agents it then went to letting agents it then went to mortgage brokers. And we now have conveyances in, involved as well. So bit by bit, we were always expanding, you know, our client base through the, through the different categories. And have you always been at the Grosvenor? We weren't. We started off the first year we ever did it was at the Dorchester Hotel, which is yeah. also on Park Lane. That had a capacity of about uh, 350. So we, we only had it there one year. We, we then had to move to the Savoy, which is on the Strand. We then moved back to Park Lane to the Hilton Hotel, which was great because we could do up to 750 people there. And that, that, that worked really well for about four years. But we then outgrew the Hilton. So we then went to the Grosvenor House, which is literally just up the road from the Hilton. And that has a capacity of about 1,500. Uh, and last year's event was 1,200. So, um, yeah, we're, um, we're still there. Well, I hope you stay there because it's very convenient for us at the Guild because we, 
are in Park Lane, as you know, and we always invite our guild members to the office in the morning for a nice cocktail or a, an aperitif or whatever it may be, or a coffee or a donut or whatever, just yeah. to say, come and, have a, come and have a chat. Many congratulations for, getting, for being shortlisted. And then we walk down with them because it's an event that we will never miss. It, it, it's it's a spectacular venue. I mean, it's it was a, not many people know this, but it was originally designed. The great room, which is the main ballroom in the Grosvenor House, was actually originally designed as an ice skating rink, oh. where the Queen and most of the royal family learned how to ice skate. Oh. And the the original workings, apparently, I'm told it it, it still works, are actually underneath the flooring um, in in the main ballroom. So uh, yeah, it is. It's 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 an incredible uh, venue, and I, I don't think there's anywhere in London or, or the UK that has quite the wow factor for that type of event. It is um, it is very impressive. You do get lots of people as they're walking down to their to their seat. They stop and take photographs on the staircase, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a special day, and and that's what's unique about the Esters. It's not because it's based on on real experiences from real customers. It's not about a marketing team writing a submission and then sending it into a judging panel. It, it, it's a, it literally is about, you know, the blood, sweat and tears that, that teams have put into their businesses up and down the country. So lots of the, the, the guests that come are the frontline staff. It's not just, you know, the, the directors or the, or the marketing departments. It's, it's the, guy, the guys and girls at, at the front line yeah. that are really working hard. And that makes it very emotional and then you've seen it you know i mean people are in tears when they, yeah, uh, when they, they are i've just i was just about to make that point actually is that um business owners now actually take their staff there as as part of their event of the year to say thank you don't they they do they do we, we find that a lot people will book their tables up way in advance i mean we're we're october is the next one and that the, the table bookings are coming in now and and, and what uh, business owners are saying is look we've got a table at the esters you know, it's a fantastic day, fantastic location. If we make the shortlist, which isn't guaranteed, then you know that all the efforts that you put into your work with your clients, which generates the positive reviews, will go towards you having a day out in, in London. And that, and that works really well. Yeah, exactly right. It's a way of saying thank you to them. And Holly, I've got our table booked. And so if you'd like to come this year, we'll be delighted for you to, to join the Guild Table. Fantastic. I'm glad you've immortalised that in a voice recording. <laughs> Hold you to it. <laughs> you definitely can. So um, customer feedback, we know that you um, started to specialise on that. Where's that gone now? Do you get the general public writing to you now, Simon, just to talk about their experiences? Yeah, we do more and more, actually. Um, it, sometimes it's um, where a customer has had a bad experience with an agent who uh, is promoted as, a, as an Esther's agent and that does happen you know it's it, it, it's sometimes it's because the client hasn't quite understood what the problem is but sometimes it is genuine but we also get um, more and more clients contacting us saying I've had a great experience with an agent I've gone to Esther's uh, you know online and I can't see where I can leave a review for them and that's because we are an invite only review platform we are we're a closed platform if you like you can't just leave leave a review because um we believe that the best time to ask for the reviews is at the end of the process and that's what makes the reviews unique they are 
they are from customers that have been through the whole moving experience with the agent. So they really are valuable, genuine and verified reviews. Um, but yeah, that, that is that is in fact we're, we're we're talking at the moment about employing getting a new member of staff just to deal with those sorts of queries because it is becoming more and more common that we're getting those sort of emails uh, coming in. Yeah, it's great that people feel that they, if in both sides of the equation, is that if there's a problem, they feel that they could write to you, and if they've got something great to say, then they, then they do, which is fantastic, really, really good indeed. And because in, in the world that we live in today, there's, and um, we'll, we'll sort of go on to Ben and the platform, but in the world that we live in today, we're all seeking um, reassurance from other people's experiences, aren't we? I mean, it's, I don't go on holiday without looking at TripAdvisor and looking to see the feedback from somebody else's experience. How important do you actually think that is for agents to decide who to use to sell their house and what value does that have in, for, for agents? I think it's it's massive, and I think I think we've almost got to the point as as consumers, as as online consumers, which most of us are nowadays, is that we're almost doing it subconsciously. You look at products online, and and nearly every retailer now ha has reviews against those products. You know, whether they're hotels, they're restaurants, whether it's a kettle, you know, whatever it is, you know, there are there are links to reviews. So I think. We're looking at reviews without really realizing it some of the time, but obviously with with estate agencies, it's, it's a massive it's a massive decision. You know whether you're a vendor or you're a, a potentially a landlord, you you know to using an agent, it, it, it's huge, and we're doing more and more online um, due diligence as consumers. I mean Google Google estimate that seventy percent of a buyer's decision to use user services of a company has already been made before they physically contact them. So that means that consumers are, are, are going online, they're, they're looking at agents' websites, they're looking at their reviews, they're looking at their Google local business pages, looking at the reviews on there, they're going onto social media, they're doing all of that due diligence mm. before they've even made initial contact with the agent. And so that's why those reviews having you know you've got to have a volume of reviews but they've got to be recent you know they've got to be you can't just you can't say okay well, we, we'll, we'll get we get some got some really good reviews in three or four months ago that's fine job done we don't have to think about that now for a couple of months that doesn't work anymore you it, you've got to be working on on your reviews the whole time it's a it's, it's a consistent battle yeah yeah i can completely see that and an agent's own website has never been more valuable. I've, I've always said that um, customers will go to your website before they choose to instruct you. Yeah. And so the best websites out there have also got, and I'm making this up, but please confirm, they've also got reviews, they've got links to your platform, they've got all of that customer feedback on their homepage. Would that be right? Absolutely. Ben, I don't know if you want to comment on that. Absolutely. And, and kind of just while we're on this topic, from an agent's perspective, you know, to have that social proof online, whether that be in your website, on social media, or in Google, for example, is so paramount and it's so it's, it's so fundamental to the basics of every single bit of marketing that they do. You know, we speak to agents every day in, in, in my team. And to be honest, the, the conversations that we're having with people when they're saying about how much money that they're spending on trying to drive traffic to their website, 
or they're trying to drive traffic online and you just look at their online presence in terms of their customer feedback and it, if it's poor or worse non-existent you know it, it, it's kind of leading someone to look at something that actually you don't necessarily want them to see and it's and it's such a missed opportunity and the correlation between agents that are dominating their market that have got very large um, market share often correlates to how much effort they put into their customer reviews. Not saying that that's the only reason why, but there's often a strong correlation between the two. Fascinating world. We, um, we probably need to go on and start talking about the platform. Um, but before I, before I do, just one last question for Simon. So Simon, yeah. you're the Oscars, of, um, the Oscars of the property world. What next for the Esters? Where where is it going to? What's it doing? Well, the first thing, the first big change that we made last year, which to a degree was not forced upon us to be the right word, but we, we made the decision earlier than, than we would have done uh, if it hadn't been for the pandemic. You know, we, we, we've always wanted to be a platform for property professionals as a group. So any any professional that's involved in the house moving process. So that obviously that's not just the agent. That's also the conveyancer. That's also the mortgage broker. Um, we're looking at lenders. That's that's one area that, that that we're already thinking about. There's surveyors out there. There are removal firms as well. So we really want the way we see it developing is it becoming the, the sort of the trip advisor for the property sector, and that that is probably the next the next stage of the evolution is is for us to concentrate on our our B two C marketing. We're already you know by default because agents are, are promoting their Esther status, but we're already getting consumer feedback. But we want obviously want to get more of that and drive more consumers to the to the site. Uh, we're looking at we're looking at producing a directory which will enable consumers to see best practice agents and other professionals in their local you know geographically in their local town or or their local area. Uh, so that's something that we're looking at. Um, and then we've got some other um, tools that we want to add to the to the review platform, which will enable agents to do ad hoc reviews. And that's important. So it's all very well being able to ask a consumer at the end of the journey whether we did a good job or not. But we want to be able, we want the agent and brokers, conveyances, et cetera, to find out if their customers aren't happy during the journey. Because we know that the journey can last three, four, five, six months. You want to find out before they move on and use someone else whether they're happy or not. Because classically, being British, we don't, we don't tell people when we're not happy. We just switch off and move on to, to someone else and there's a lot of business lost by agencies you know that way so so those are those are tools that we're looking at so yeah so it's just it's it's more of the same keeping it consistent um and the event in october is now agents conveyances and brokers together we think that's really important that they celebrate in the same room because they're all like it or not, they're working together. They have to work together and they have to work together better as we discussed at the forum earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah. Oh, 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 just one other thing. So we're having an official after party in the ballroom this year from five o'clock to 10 o'clock, um, so, which is going to be a bit special. We've always had, had the bar for a couple of hours and then moved on to other venues, but it's going to be 
it's going to be the party of the year. So Holly, it's it's a good good first year to come to the Esters. Definitely, it sounds it sounds like good fun. And like you said, Ian, so many people attend. Loads of our members go, so it's a great opportunity for networking and meeting people as well. Not not just a great party, but the party does sound good. <laughs> Good, let's take a little break now and then we'll come back in a bit and talk about the platform. 